Good evening, everyone. This is Kizzy coming from my home or to your home or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. The show is called Let's Talk About It. So I felt a little overwhelmed today. And more than often, we're having, you know, these kids are getting killed either in the line of fire or in these abusive relationships. It's so sad to see that we are still here and that the mothers that are the generations for the smaller kids are not as strong or equipped with older mothers that might have been back in the day. You know, they were a lot stronger. They were a lot more wanting to be with their families. You know, I'm not saying this for all young ladies, but a lot of the young ladies right now, all they care about is themselves. I can understand how a person can get that way, but with your kid, I feel like you should be a whole lot more responsible and to understand that you brought this kid in the world. This kid did not ask to be here. And it's happening way too often where the kids are getting killed by the hands of the person that didn't even create them. This is why we have to be careful of who we bring around our kids. It's not okay. You know, I don't know how things get so wrapped up or looked over by these young ladies to the point where you're you're looking over it so much that your child is being abused to the point of your child being dead and gone over the anger that someone has over you it's hurtful it doesn't make any sense i don't know when this will ever change but i really do hope that it changed very soon because this is happening way, 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 way too often. And if you could take care of yourself, your car, your money, your bags, that these women say, you know, I got it all. I don't need a man for nothing and all that. You can care for all of that, care for your kids too. This is just it's sickening. Once again, the show is called Let's Talk About It. Um, I was intending to do my other topic, which I'm still going to do, but this, what I'm about to play, it, you know, it hits home. So those that know that I had a book that was going to come out, you know, I still may do it. I know right now it's, it's on a hold. I'm, I'm in a certain emotion about it, you know, because the players aren't here anymore. So I'm not as compelled to do it, but today's topic is going to be not my story, but my story. When will it stop?
I'm going to play this little clip it for you. Um, as I said before, those that know about what I've been through in my life, this is kind of with the same thing that I went through. It just doesn't even make sense, but I'm going to let you guys listen to it.
until my mother looks at me very sternly and say, you better not say anything. It was 19, the early 1970s. I'm just another little black girl, another little brown girl. And so they did not do their duty. They did not report this violation. And I was sent back home. So I've been picked on all of my life after school at 235, me and would walk across to the grass and the kids would say, we're going to beat up Cheryl Jones. And it got so frequent that I would just go lay in the grass and they would jump on top of me and beat me up and slap me around. Then one day this girl, she had just moved from the Bronx and she came to our school and they said, oh, beat up Cheryl. You know, she's the girl to beat. She's easy to beat. She won't fight that. And so that's what I did. And of course, I went in my spot where I laid down in the grass she jumped on me and um, my brother had been hearing about me getting beat up on, on a regular basis. And he said to me, Sharon, you got to fight. So I had three names. I had Sharon, Cheryl, and now I'm beloved. Cheryl was my birth name. Sharon was my nickname. And beloved is the woman that I became on August the 10th, 2021. I went and changed my name legally because I never felt beloved. I never felt cherished or adored or treasured or any of those things. And I knew that every time that name would go out into the atmosphere, I was changing my destiny. So that day, after got off of me, I heard my brother's voice in my ear. You got to fight back. And so as she began to walk into Bowman Towers, I tapped her on the shoulder and I said, listen, my brother said, if I don't beat you up, he's going to beat me up. And needless to say, I put a whooping on her that day. Honey, I scratched and punched and scratched and punched and jumped on top of her. And I, it was taking all of my energy to fight back like this. I was like, this is, I was dealing with violence in my home. I didn't want to be violent toward anyone else. And then she had a little scratch and a little bit of blood. And then her mom called my mom. And I got a whooping for defending myself that day. So it was like almost in vain. Another thing that was very interesting is that my mother was a cleaning fanatic. And so I remember one Saturday, we're cleaning the apartment, and uh, I think one of them said something about their menstrual cycle. And I said, I know where that comes from. You know, a girl bleeds out of her out of her behind. And my mother said, what did you say? And I said, I know why mama's always mad. She's mad because she thinks her husband is having with you. And my mother said, what did you say? And this look of rage. I mean, like, she transformed into a whole different human being. And she began to chase me around the apartment. We had bunk beds. And she got a belt, and I jumped atop of the bed. And I slid down the back, and I ran past her. And as I'm running, my sister that's closest to me, for some reason, me, and she said, oh, she ran into the shower. She's in there. And I remember I ran in there, and I was now cornered in the shower. And my mother grabbed me and body slammed me in the shower and she jumps on top of me. She is choking the life out of me. Uh, the veins are bulging in her neck and the veins are bulging in my neck and there's welts all over me and she's scratching me and she's beating me with a broomstick and she had with one hand and, and she is choking me and her full body weight is on top of my chest. And as my mother is choking me with one hand, she reaches up and grabs a hammer. All steel from handle to top. And as she's jumping and grabbing and coming down to hit me on the head, my oldest sister jumps on her back and says, you're going to kick her. And she says, that's my intention. I'm going to kick this today. 
And then my mother and my sister are tussling and they're rolling and things are knocking and breaking and I have just enough room to get up from under my mother's clutch. And I am breathing and heavily and I'm bleeding and my clothes are torn and I'm tattered. And by now we have an audience to the back door of our apartment. You know, people are coming and trying to figure out what in the world is going on. And my mother and my sister is tussling and we had a neighbor. Her name was Miss, and she screams at my mother. What in the world is wrong? You're going to kill your child or what? And so she grabs me and pulls me out from the midst. And by that time, the police have arrived. And, and you know, they're looking at my mother. My mother is slobbering from the mouth. I mean, just like a wild animal. When we moved across town, across the city, to the other, to, to a very nice neighborhood, to a nice, decent neighborhood, I remember being afraid because I remember that now my eldest sister wasn't going to be there. And who was going to be there to protect me? So I'm sitting there at the edge of the bed, and like clockwork, my stepfather comes in and he grabs my breast. And I jump up and I run into the kitchen and I said, he touched my bread. And my mother says immediately, I'm so sick of it. And she says, I'm so, so she called him, come here. And he comes in and she says, Cheris says that you touched her breast. I don't give a good what she says, she, she says. Then they go in the bedroom and come back out. And my mother goes back to cooking. And I'm standing there in the hallway like, what's up? Like, wh when are we leaving? I, you know, when are we packing up? We can go. We can, we can even go back and live with daddy. And she says, just go upstairs. I, I never let her touch me again. She betrayed me in the worst way. I no longer trusted her. And so I became, I guess, somewhat disrespectful. I had no more honor for her. I remember one day after having my son, my stepfather was still working in the school system, but by now he had been demoted because he was stealing things from the school. He had been demoted because he was unlocking doors, classrooms, and allowing basketball players to go in there and have sex with their girlfriends. And okay, I stopped this uh, for a moment because I know that um, this is a little graphic, but there's a meaning behind this. And when I, the name of the topic is called Not My Story, But My Story. When will it ever stop? A lot of what just you heard, I've experienced in my life. I look at myself some days. I even ask myself some days, how did you even get through that? On those days that I'm weak and not as strong as I want to be. And I'm being really open and vulnerable. And I hope that this can be accepted, you know, with my vulnerability. You know, because nobody wants to be taken advantage of. Nobody wants to be hurt but when you you hurt a child and your child comes to tell you or you walk in on somebody doing something to your child believe when they tell you 
kids just don't make these things up. They just don't make these things up. It happens and it's happening way too often. And the reason that I'm sharing this is because this was part of the book. What it, how it started, how it affected me in my life when I was a kid. Um, even as she talked about the whole incident of her being bullied at the school, I was the only black girl in the school in Romulus. And it was, it was a little girl that, you know, Thought she was going to bully me. Well, you know, of course, I pushed it. The school was called Hell Creek. And it had a little creek beside it. So I pushed her ass in the creek. I ain't kind of do what, you know, the lady did. You know, just let somebody just bully and beat me up. But I've allowed other things for people to do that basically beat me up. And what we go through in life when we are sexually abused as kids is that we carry almost like a scent to certain people that are predators and they predicate on your vulnerability you know for a man to touch his child a woman to touch her own child is definitely a sickness. It's even more a sickness when we sweep it under the rug like it never happened. You know, oftentimes when these things happen to, you know, kids, like it happened to myself, I ended up being the one that was no longer, I was no longer the victim. Now I became the person as if I caused it. It was no longer on the person that did it to me. It affected me. It ended up being on my shoulders. Now I got to sit here and continue to prove myself the best of my ability about everything that's happened to me. I no longer was the victim. You know, predators are very, 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 very calculated people. And as you heard her say, you know, he picked a fine time. He would, you know, get out the timeline of when nobody was going to be there and it was just going to be him and her. And, you know, he introduced her to a lot of things. Same thing happened to me. You know, God rest my sister's soul. She said she, her, she said it never happened to her. But I believe, just like she said, the father said to them, if I do one, I do all. And I think that's, I think, you know, my sister, you know, she was private. And I respect her for that. Um, I never really understood the whole meaning of my mom for a while. 
it took me a while to be around her. Like I said, the show is called Let's Talk About It, so this is what we do. I know that this topic is a little strong, and it might be a little too strong for some people that if you got a weak stomach, don't listen. But I'm sharing, you know, part of the book, and I felt vulnerable enough to do it. And the people that listen, I consider you as my family. So this is my candid time, and I'm being candid because that's what I feel. Like I said, more than often, women don't believe their children. They will believe these men. And I know some of the things blurted out because she was she was using profanity. So it blurted some of the words out. But like she said, you know, when do you take this nigga word over your kids word? You mean to tell me you're going to believe this nigga over your kids? Now at this point, she's got an audience. And she finally gets someone to listen. Same thing I had to do. Somebody finally listened. But once again, I was no longer the victim. I was like, as I was the cause, as I needed the counseling, as I needed the help, as I caused this on myself. Once again, if your kids tell you something, believe what they say. This happens more than enough. Enough. It has to stop. You know, one out of five households, this happens to at least three households that you, I, and no one else knows about, but the people household that is happening in. And a lot of times, just like she said, she thought this is what was the norm. So did I. I never knew what nobody else's fathers was like. I thought this was a thing that everybody did. But the minute that my mom found out, that should have been the minute. And it was in her eyes. That should have been the minute that I should have been cradled. Like she said, she changed her name. I should have been cradled. I should have been cared for. I should have been taken care of. I should have been listened to. I should not have been the one that was the suspect. I ended up the suspect. This is how fucked up the juvenile system is. Is how fucked up it is for... Just where we're at with this, like nobody's really paying attention to the kids because we got so much other shit that is going on and we're not paying attention to the kids. And then you end up with a two year old baby that was in the hands of a a man that wasn't even her father and you took this baby's life. My life wasn't to be taken. For some reason or another, I was spared. There's a lot more that I went through. When I get there, I'll share more. I'm just not there yet. 
But I wanted to share this story because it happens more than you think. Talk to your kids. Take that game away sometimes and take 15 to 20 minutes just to talk to your kids. Because you would be surprised what you would find out if you just talk to your kids. If your kids can see that you're not too busy for them, trust me, they will be up your butt crack. Because that kid knows that you love them. And that whatever they want to tell you, they will tell you. This is why we say you talk too damn much. That's because that kid can feel free. But you got to make that kid feel free. Get these kids off these games. These games is affecting these kids' mind more than anything. And we have to get them out of their own way. Those that listen to this show, you are parents. And we need to go back to those days where we made it family time. We turn off everything. We get around the table. We all sit down. We eat together. The justice system is to break the black man and his family down. Where is the help that the black man needs to get? I wish there was a way that predators could turn themselves in. If you feel like that you are an abuser of a child, come and get the help that you deserve. Your sin in what you did is not always what you're going to carry. That's one thing that we can release when we tell the truth. It is people still just blaming their kids for things that happen to them. How do you blame your child for your mishap, your fumble, your fall, you didn't pay attention. Your key is growing breasts sooner than normal. Booty bigger than ever. Body like somebody that's 25, 30 years old. And they only 14. And then we wonder why these men be all over. And one, they don't, got, they don't save nothing for the imagination. But once again, that's our fault. It comes, I ain't going to say that it's all of our fault, but for the majority of it, it is. Because behaviors are learned. Where does it start? At home. I'm thankful for the things that I've been through to be able to experience. I guess some of my journey was meant to happen for me to get here. I can't say that some days that it don't hurt because it do, but don't let your hurt continue to be a secret. 
a lot of us has been hurt in all the same ways because we all probably thought that this was normal until somebody said, no, it's not. And it's usually when somebody gets hurt or they get caught. Predators are who they are. Listen to your kids. When a woman tells you, or yeah, I'm not, let me back back. When your mother tells you, you want my man. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. How could you be jealous of your own daughter? That means that your game and your competition is whack. Because you should never have to worry about your daughter being your competition. That means that you whack. Your daughter is not your competition. That's the problem now is that we want to be in competition with our daughters, our kids. We want to keep, we want to do what they do. That's why these mothers can't keep, they can't get their kids under control because they so busy talking about something. It's a hot girl summer. Sit your hot ass down and take care of your kids. Us grandmothers love our children. I love my grandbabies. I do. And I will flex my daughters if I have to, but I shouldn't have to because I raised them in a certain way. I ain't going to say it's all been peachy cream, but I raised them in a certain way. So now I see who I raised and that I know that my grandkids are in good hands. I know this. I've raised two strong daughters. They parent in two different ways. But it's still the same. They're parenting. They're not out here trying to have a hot girl summer. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that they never have been through what I've been through. Because I know if they had it, I don't think they could have stood. Because, you know, it, it's, it's not meant to for kids to have to go through this. But it was part of my journey. In a lifespan of 46 years, I had never a reason to lie on nobody for nothing. Nothing. There's a lot more to this story. I'm going to give you the, su the success of this story because there is success behind the hurt and the pain. Um... You know, this this lady was, you know, pretty much able to survive so much hurt and just so much trauma all because the hands of somebody else, nastiness, sickness, their disease that they carry, you know, she was able to go. And live her life and have her kids. It did affect her and her parenting. But she never lost sight of her kids. She also was able to go and get her bachelor's degree in mental health. And she is more successful now. She has met the president of the United States. I don't know what that, how much that means. Because he probably don't even remember in the first place. <laughs> 
Um, but that there's a success story. And she was able to have her kids of her own and be able to raise her grandkids the way she wants to. I hope everybody is doing better every day. Remember, no matter what, you are great in your own way. That's what makes you unique. And that's what makes us different. Let's love each other. We all can't agree. So we can agree to disagree. We all ain't got to be around each other, although it would be nice. I can love you and pray for you from a distance. I promise you I'm praying for you. I'm praying for the day that we can all just be as one big family. If it don't happen, I tried. Once again, this show is called Let's Talk About It. My name is Kizzy. I thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you got some information that you might not even know, even about myself. But I thank you for listening. Have a good night.